0: The Dr. Chris Griffin Show, episode 000. A bad system beats a good person anytime. Who said that? Welcome to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, your resource for leveraging systems and technology to ease your workload, increase productivity, and provide you with the time off you deserve to live the life of your dreams. It's time to practice productivity and the passionate pursuit of a better life with your host, Dr. Chris Griffin. The doctor is in. Hey, how's it going? This is Dr. Chris Griffin, and you have found your way to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show. Now, let's take a few moments uh, to open up this first episode. Let's just talk about what it means to be here at the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, anyway. Now, if you don't already know me, I can't imagine how that's possible, but let's just assume for a moment that you do not yet know me. Well, you're about to learn more about me than you probably ever even wanted to or imagined you would want to. But since 2005, and throughout the course of this show, you'll hear, trust me, plenty about my story. But since 2005, my life as a practitioner, as a general dentist, has been all about building a practice productivity powerhouse in my own practice in Ripley, Mississippi, and also teaching other dentists from all around North America how to do the same thing. And through that, we've also made it our mission in life to passionately pursue a better way for everyone, a better life, a better lifestyle, a better practice life, a better everything. We want to use productivity And the time gained from the use of that productivity and the money gained from the use of that productivity to buy the things that make us really happy. And one of the main things that makes me really happy is more time off. And that's why I've committed in my practice since 2008, I have been a a three-day-a-week practitioner. That's all the the time I'm willing to devote to my practice. And I feel very strongly that if I worked more than three days per week, that I would not be able to give 100% of myself each and every day to my patients. I think it's a win-win for everyone. And I wanna teach you guys the power and how to do the same things that I've done. If you pay attention to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, you will very soon, in short order, be able to identify the areas that can really boost your productivity at your practice and in turn, make your life better, okay? That's a promise. If you can figure this out, this solves the problem of practitioners everywhere feeling helpless, okay? Listen, like I said, I've been teaching dentists since 2008, okay? I've lectured all around the country. I've had a newsletter that's gone out to hundreds of dentists all around the country. I have talked, sat and talked to so many dentists that I cannot even tell you how many dentists out there are hurting. It's not just dentists. It's medical doctors. It's chiropractors. It's optometrists. It's all kinds of practitioners. They're all hurting right now. Now, there are a lot of reasons why they're hurting, but most of our tribe, if you will, if you want to call us a tribe, we're feeling helpless because there's just a daily avalanche of problems that just seems to get worse and worse and worse. It's my belief, guys, that curing the productivity issue in your practice can solve a multitude of problems. Until you've seen it with your own two eyes, it's hard to really come to grips with the fact that things can get this much better. But let me tell you, no one out there has studied productivity like me and our team at Capacity Academy since, let's say, 2005 like us. Now, why is that? Let me just, it's a little bit, a little small piece of my story. But uh, in 2000, up until 2005, I had tried to have the kind of practice that I thought that you should try to have. If you remember back, remember back to the early part of the millennium, okay? Uh, Extreme Makeover is one of the most popular shows on TV. Dr. Bill Dorfman, great guy, by the way, but Dr. Bill Dorfman had made cosmetic dentistry into such a big thing that that's just the direction everyone wanted to go in. It wasn't just him. It was cosmetic surgery cosmetic this, cosmetic that. And, and it seemed to me also as a dentist practicing in Ripley, Mississippi, I know it sounds funny now, but it, it seemed to me that I, I wanted to be the best cosmetic dentist in America someday. And that was my goal. And I set out in pursuit of that goal. And like a lot of my goals in life, I doggedly pursued it. I went all over the country going to institutes and everything else, trying to, trying to become that amazing cosmetic dentist. I even had this, this is a little glimpse into my life, right? I even, I even put a list. I, I, f- I found the list of all of the AACD-accredited dentists in America, okay? And I put them on the back of the door of my small little office in my practice. And every time I would meet one of those guys in person, I would check them off my list, and make a little note about what kind of conversation we had or how the meeting was. And so I was going down that list. I was, I was in hot pursuit of trying to become my vision of what the perfect dentist was or the perfect cosmetic dentist and then somewhere along the way it occurred to me this is all well and good that you're pursuing this vision but is it really making you happy is it is it giving you more time off is it allowing you to make more money is it giving you more freedom more autonomy when you look deep down inside it really wasn't and so call it a throwback to Mayberry or whatever you will but The truth is, everyone has to look at their own situation. In my area, very blue collar area, a cosmetic dentist was not what was needed. Uh, The kind of dentist that was needed there was a dentist that could do just a good yeoman's job and produce good quality dentistry at an affordable price. But when you look at the kind of prices you can charge for just regular, I'm using air quotes here, regular dentistry it's not quite as much as you could charge for cosmetic dentistry. How could I reconcile these things? Well, A, let's cut out all the waste, all the inefficiencies in our practice that are keeping us from being able to do a quality job on more patients, right? And so really skyrocket that productivity. But then, I mean, who wants to be the kind of guy that's just just wailing away and just doing tons of, of work every single day, and wearing down at an early age, right? That's that's not what we're looking for. So, after we studied that a while, the next thing we did in 2008, that's when I committed, I said, you know what? If I'm going to start this company, and I'm going to preach to people, this is the way that you need to go, because improving your productivity at the office can make your life better in all these ways, I need to put my money where my mouth is. And that's the day I'll never forget. I was out... On my farm in Tippa County, Mississippi, I was actually, I actually had a hoe, if you know what that is, in my hands, and I was chopping weeds out of my watermelon patch. Um, The particular weed we have here called the devil's tomato was particularly bad that year in that particular patch of watermelons. And I was getting thorns in me, and I was hot, and I was sweating and covered in dirt. But I said, you know what? I know it's crazy, but I, I love doing stuff like this. I would like to do stuff like this more often. I would like to have more days off. If I'm going to tell everyone that productivity is the way to go, let's show them what it can really do for your practice. And so that's the day I decided to go to three days a week. We haven't looked back yet. That's, been, that's probably the best thing that we ever did for our practice. So when I tell you that I know how that we can help you improve your life by doing more in the time you're at the office, but making sure you have plenty of extra time off, Trust me when I tell you I know exactly what I'm talking about because I have done it myself. Okay, I've walked the walk since 2008 every single day. Uh, it, even to the point and here's here's something cool that happened. This sort of leads me into my, into my next point. Sometime between 2008 and a couple of years ago I actually wrote a book about some of my thoughts and ideas on productivity called Time Genius. Well one day I was working away at the office and one of my assistants came, and they said, the MSU president's here. Now, around where I live, there are two colleges of, of really significance. There, There's Ole Miss, the University of Mississippi, and then there's my alma mater, Mississippi State University. And so around where we're from, people call it Ole Miss and MSU, okay, or just state sometimes. But she said the MSU president's here. Now, I thought she meant a good friend of mine who was at that time the MSU Alumni Association president for Tippa County. I said, well, just tell him to, you know, I'll call him later. It's, you know, I, I'm in the middle of something. She said, no, uh, Mississippi State president's here. I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, just come back here to the break room. Let me show you. So I, you know, finished up what I was doing, took my gloves off. I'm taking my loops off my head. I'm walking to the back to the conference room. And when I walked through the doors to the conference room, strangely enough, there, there is the actual current sitting president of Mississippi State University. He's got a copy of my book in his hand, and he says, Chris, you know, I read your book. I think it's amazing. I just wanted to congratulate you and come by personally. I was in the area, thought I'd swing by and just tell you we appreciate you, appreciate you being alumnus of Mississippi State. Ask if it's okay with your permission. We'd like to publish an article about your book and you in our upcoming alumnus magazine. And uh, so, I mean, my jaw's on the floor. It's it's crazy. I got a picture with him, but it was one of those things where it was such a, he had to go. It was such a fast thing. You know, it was just a quick picture. It's kind of blurry. <laughs> it's an awkward, it's crazy. It was a crazy thing. But from that, after my article was published in the Alumnus Magazine, it didn't stop there. Uh, when I was early on in my career at Mississippi State, before I got accepted into dental school, I had been an engineering student, and and the College of Engineering actually has uh, a program for postgraduate students called the Entrepreneurship Program, right? And they, it's a master's level course. There's a couple of hundred kids, I call them kids, they're graduate level students, but a couple of hundred of them in there each semester, and they bring in guest lecturers from around the country to talk about entrepreneurship. Well, imagine my surprise when I was invited to speak to that group. How cool is that, right? I actually got to speak to a group of students from my alma mater on the stage where I took classes like Psychology 101, Western Civ 1. I think I had at least two, maybe a third class in that room it's so surreal to be up on the stage and it's a cool room too it's in it's in a building called simrol on engineering row at mississippi state and it's, it's it's a lot of wood everywhere it's one of the older auditoriums uh, it's sort of a curved seating arrangement and and it's just almost you're just right out there with the crowd it's it's a wonderful thing it's it's an amazing experience i highly recommend it if you ever have the opportunity to speak to your alma mater I cannot say enough good things about that. But so I'm, I, I get a chance to speak to those guys. And as we're leaving, the dean, who had been the one who actually invited me personally, he's walking me out to my car. And so we're just chit-chatting, you know. And, and as we get closer, he says, So Chris, exactly how long have you been studying lean manufacturing and lean management systems? And I said, Dean, I have never studied those systems because I know zero about it, right? I know nothing about it. And and he kind of chuckled and he said, Well, it makes sense because the terminology you were using up there is is absolutely is nonsensical. It's not the terminology that's used in lean management. However, all the things you described on how that you have set a dental office up, that's exactly how someone would set up a dental practice if they were using lean management systems. And I said, really? He said, yeah, you really, he said, you've already, you've done all this stuff. You really need to study lean management. And so he recommended some books. Of course, I, as a good student, I went to Amazon, purchased five books, got them in and read them. And so I feel like, yeah, I'm probably as up on lean management systems as any dentist in America, for sure. And, you know, uh, probably a lot of healthcare people also. I do know a lot of the, some of the books that i purchased were on lean management for healthcare and stuff like that. So it's been around for a while. I just didn't know about it, and I'm pretty sure hardly any dentists know about it because every time I lecture about it, whenever I lecture, you know, no one has heard the terminology and, and sort of people are like, wow, I never thought about it that way. So it's just one of those cool things. Uh, as we go through this show... It's my hope that at least, if not once a show, once every few shows, we have an entire segment on lean management, lean manufacturing. Okay, so that's my... That's my so by the end of the... After you've listened to this show for a while, you should, you should be pretty well-versed in lean management and how that it can really help improve your practice, improve its productivity. So, and that's... And then going back to the quote at the beginning of the show, Right? Who said that a bad system will beat a good person every time? Well, that is the father of lean management, W. Edwards Deming. Now he is an amazing guy. Okay, if you if you have not studied his work, he's an amazing guy. He's he's the guy that General Douglas MacArthur brought in to Japan to help him with the reconstruction of Japan's economy after World War Two, and his influence can be traced to so many amazing, uh, amazing things that happened to the Japanese economy after World War II. I mean, it's just, it's just unreal if you go back and read what all he did. But he, is, he was an amazing man, had an amazing intellect. And W. Edwards Deming, worth looking him up on Wikipedia, if nothing else, right? But he's the one that said that quote that I said at the beginning of the show. And expect a good quote. Every show, I'm going to try to come up with a very poignant quote every single show. A very inspiring quote, every single show. So let's just talk a little bit more about if that I am qualified to talk to you about this and to help you with the situations that may be unfolding before us right now in America. Okay, let's talk about 2005. All right, that's the year that I decided to switch from cosmetic dentistry to a more productivity-based dental practice approach. And that turned out to, to pay me in spades. Our practice took off like gangbusters. We haven't looked back, okay? Well, there's no one around back then to really say, oh yeah, Chris, you got that one right. How, and So between 2005 and 2012, I don't know that I made that many predictions. But there was a mean in 2005. Obviously, I bet on myself and I predicted that The course needed to change because not only was cosmetic dentistry already hard to sell in Ripley, Mississippi, I predicted that it would get hard to sell anywhere in America. And that has certainly come true to this day. Everyone knows that that's a fact. So 2012 comes along. I saw a few more things, the handwriting on the wall. And so I had a chance to speak in 2012 in Dallas, Texas, and I did an entire lecture on the coming storm... In dentistry that was the name of the lecture now in that lecture I outlined in detail with my research why I felt like even though corporations were a big deal in 2012 that they would come to be the huge juggernaut that they currently are in 2015 and just they're eating up market share left and right I've called that one uh, I don't know that anyone called it to the degree that I did obviously like I said corporations have been around a long time everybody knew they were a big deal but I made it clear in that lecture that they were getting ready to take over large chunks of segments of dentistry. And that's really what's come to pass. And there are a lot of reasons for that. You can check me on it. You can go back and I'm sure you can get your hands on that lecture. It's out there. You know, student debt, big money coming in from outside dentistry, just a, a big confluence of forces. Those forces coming together. That's why I felt like the time for corporations was about to happen and happen in a big way. Uh, One thing I talked about that lecture that no one really had thought about much was that Walmart and places like Walmart were getting ready to get into the dental game, kind of like they did with optometry, kind of like they did with banking, the same type concept. Dentistry has become commoditized right now more than ever in my career, and certainly probably most of you listening out there. Of course, if you're a new graduate, you, you may think that it hasn't changed much at all, but you know years ago in the golden ages so to say it was scoffed at to think that somewhere like walmart could ever compete in the dental industry well that was they had 3 offices when i gave that lecture in 2012 that's 3 offices right that's all they had now in 2014 there there was an article released where they authorized another 25 i don't know exactly how many they have now in 2015 but i'm sure it's more than 28 and I'm sure the trend is telling you it's going to get more and more and more. I mean, look how many Walmarts there are. And they're going to be able to find dentists who will work at a Walmart, especially right now. They're going to give you really good incentives to swap over, just like a lot of the corporate entities do. Right now, they you get really good deals, but over time, you're going to get squeezed if you take them up on it and it's just going to commoditize us more and more. But anyway, that's one of the big predictions that I had in 2012 that's come true. Another thing, maybe this is not one of those things that was that big of a deal to predict, but the Affordable Care Act had just come out, and I certainly predicted that was going to be a big deal in dentistry. At the time, a lot of people were saying, oh, dentistry's not really affected, it's not a big deal. I knew that somehow that it would affect all segments of medicine And hey, we're not immune to that in dentistry. And certainly it's affecting everyone right now more than you can imagine. Every single day at my practice, we come across something that the Affordable Care Act has changed in the way we do business. That's just three things. That lecture was full of predictions. I feel like almost all of them came true. But since 2012, I haven't really predicted anything. I've been kind of quiet. I haven't really predicted anything big. I haven't seen what I think could be a huge game changer since then so there's really been no need to predict any with anything. And in 2013, another thing you'll probably learn more about than you ever wanted to as you listen to this show, my practice actually burned. 2013, it burned from a lightning strike and that's it's it's a it's a series of shows to talk about that and what all happened in the aftermath, but just let me assure you, you never want that to happen to you if you can avoid it, right? You do not want your practice to burn down. Uh, of course, it's take, it took a year and a half for us to get rebuilt and back to where we were. So most of my time and energy until just recently has been spent getting my practice back to where it needs to be. Now, hey, we're st- we've still, throughout the whole thing, we've committed to still only working three days a week and we've stuck to it, and I can tell you, nothing's changed. Or maybe now it's actually better because we've actually designed our new building and all of our systems the way we actually want them to be without having to sort of put things together haphazardly over time the way my other practice was. Now I feel like we have one of the most efficient dental practices in America, honestly, um, or any for any kind of practice. But since then... I certainly do believe that another game changer is on the horizon. That's really the purpose of this show. Because if you just, if all you did was read the papers and read the news articles and read the press releases about dentistry, you would certainly think that times were bad and getting worse. And I can't argue that for the majority of dentists and practitioners out there, it it is getting worse. I mean, it's just getting harder and harder to accomplish what we would like to accomplish. It's just the way it is. But there is still a window of opportunity, a window of opportunity for you out there to take action, hopefully take massive action. Hopefully, I can convince you that if you can get some of these elements of productivity into your practice, there is still the chance that you can create the lifestyle of your dreams, just like you always wanted when you were an undergrad and you were thinking about going to this school, you had these dreams in your mind. And and a lot of those dreams for a lot of people out there have been crushed. It's just the way it is. But I'm here to tell you, I truly believe that if you get this productivity thing right, you can absolutely pursue the life of your dreams and hopefully very passionately pursue it and we're going to teach you how to do that too but first things first we've got to get your practice roaring at the top notch that's possible and that's where the productivity segment comes in okay so as we go through these episodes we're going to have all of this all this information is going to be housed on our website it's going to be drchrisgriffin.com drchrisgriffin.com that's where all this is going to be housed. We're going to actually, each show, we're going to put a mind map there. That, that's how I do all these shows. I, I work it out on mind maps. We'll probably have a whole show on mind mapping and what that can do for you. But I, I truly believe in mind maps. We're going to have a mind map there. For this episode, we're going to have all the links of things we talked about there also. You can go get all your stuff there. We're also going to have, we have a lot of cool stuff there, updates and blog posts and all this whatnot. But uh, that's going to be your home for the Doctor Chris Griffin show. I'm so thankful, so thankful, that you took your time to listen to this. And I can promise you, if nothing else, I'm going to give my absolute 100% effort to try to help you increase your productivity and your practice to the point where you can passionately pursue the life of your dreams. How about that? That's my promise to you, and. I just thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in the next show. All right. See you next time. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of The Dr. Chris Griffin Show. Be sure to visit drchrisgriffin.com for the latest resources and updates to keep you more productive every single day you're at the practice, so when you're not working, you can do the things that matter most in life. We look forward to having you join us for another episode of The Chris Griffin Show, where the doctor is always in.